just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gonna repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving, ain't no stripper or no cussing Gonna ruin what we doing, we are dwelling in communion Assignment is different, dwellers get the sentiment Vulnerability's my superpower, how many feeling it? Thank you Lord for this influence Without you, influence just don't make sense Nah If you've got a problem, who's going to solve it? It isn't going to be the therapist. The amount of stuff that are, that's going into our kids' uh, heads is unprecedented. <laughs> help you reset your life what's up everybody I am so excited to introduce to you the new course master reset I need to I need something to change the experience that you have with God is what anchors you when everything in life wants to make you doubt God that felt good hey okay great how can you press your restart button in your life. I am going to help you get over your past, be able to embrace your present, and plan for an incredible future. So join me and let's reset together. And for a very short time, get Master Reset, every other course from Tim, plus an entire library of courses that will change your life. Plans are starting at $8.25 per month with the code BASEMENT. Click on the link in the description or go to tomap.com and sign up today. Welcome to The Basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. I hope you're all doing well. I love you guys. And do you know how much I care about you? Like, I love you guys so much. You guys are just great people so shout out to press b shout out to the dwellers shout out to the promoters i'm so grateful for your support and to all you generous souls on cash app and paypal thank you guys so much for whatever you've given like literally there's some extravagant giving going on and when i say extravagant i'm talking about heart i'm not talking about a a number right so if you've given a dollar thank you if you've given a hundred dollars thank you if you've given a thousand dollars thank you if you've given ten thousand dollars thank you if you've given thirty thousand dollars thank you and these numbers i'm calling out are actually real numbers that people have given so i'm i'm not like trying to like encourage you to give this this is what people have literally given and 
you're extravagant. I told you you were extravagant. So thank you so much. I'm so excited about my guest today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this person is uh, a dear friend, uh, a big sister. Um, she is. She has a strong apostolic anointing. She is um, a prophet. Uh, she is uh, a teacher. She is. Thank you so much. She is a leader. Um, I've, I don't even know if I've said this word before, but an imparter. She imparts wisdom and truth and guidance. And um, she is in my house. <laughs> my friend is in my house. We're not in Australia. We are not in England. <laughs> we are not at a conference. We are not in a green room. We are in my house in a living room acting like it's a basement. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about that whole situation, but yeah, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, so when do we go downstairs? <laughs> the soil in Texas won't allow us okay. to go any further okay. than where we are right now, okay. or it would be our grave. <laughs> <laughs> it would literally be our grave. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to some and present to others the incomparable. Charlotte Gamble's in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go! I'm so excited! I'm yes. so excited too. I am so excited about being here. Thank I really you. am. Thank like, you. First of all, that that was way too generous of an intro. It was the truth though. Um, I'm thank you, thank you for those kind words, but honestly, I would reflect them right back at you. Like you're a dear, dear friend. I love you and Julia. I love your heart. I love everything about your ministry and what you, you carry in God. And so I'm just thankful that God didn't put us together just to do some work for the kingdom, but to right. become friends. Yes. And this was a heart connection. Absolutely. And that's what I get excited about when I get to be with friends Yes. that, um, you know, a lot of us do life with, you know, people that have a leadership gift or someone that we share a platform with, especially in the world that we are, yeah. you know, a part of. Yeah. And, you know, as great as that is in the moment, if we don't go deeper than that, right. then really what's it all about? That's exactly so right. So I collect friends. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I'm really glad you're in the collection. Yeah, me too. I am. I really am. I'm super glad. Well, thank you for being here. And listen, I... Uh, it would be remiss if I didn't give you all context to um, an important uh, detail that uh, produced one of the most dynamic shifts in our life. Like my wife, my fine wife is right back there. <laughs> and uh, Charlotte Gamble is who God used and chose to speak to both Juliet and I, uh, back in September of 2021, um, at the end of a service, I'll never forget the message you preached. It was called change your batteries. Mm -hmm. And at the end, uh, she called Juliet and I up and God began to speak through you. And you said, there's a change coming to your leadership and there's a change coming to the season ahead. I've almost had it memorized because I had to, I had, I had, I listened to it for a year. I literally almost wrote, I think I wrote down at one point uh, in my, I'm getting chills because I, I haven't talked to you about this. Right. Uh, so I might get emotional too. So, um, but I literally uh, wrote down 
word for word mm. uh, what the Lord spoke through you because I needed to literally listen to and read every single word and ask the Lord, what are you actually asking me to do? Mm. Like this church is vibrant. Mm. It is healthy. I haven't sinned. I haven't done anything immoral. I haven't done anything illegal. And you're telling me it's over, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and so you were God's, God's words through your voice was in my head for a year mm. before I shared it with our congregation. And Juliet and I, um, reviewed that word and, <laughs> and uh, scrutinized that word and does it really mean this? And, and we did all that and the Lord just kept saying, yes, 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 yes. This is what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. What was so beautiful about him using you to give, give that word to us publicly was it was a word publicly that was encoded for a year. Mm-hmm. And then that same word when we played it back was decoded a year later mm. and everybody heard what we heard right a year later so good and said amen so good you know and i remember on that day cuz i mean none of that was planned right <laughs> no, not at all um, you know i'm just gonna come and you know that was like my first time with your church that's so correct you don't intend to go for the first time and blow something up <laughs> well i didn't honestly that's not you know not the way i roll typically but hey um but you know i mean i just think now as i'm thinking back about that entire you know weekend yeah. because you had that weekend visiting just by coincidence yes the couple who had been very like a yeah mentors yeah absolutely yeah and i remember calling them up that's right and they prayed after your word so it was like just even who was in the room yep and and i never said this to you guys but you remember that afternoon we went and looked around the premises that's right yeah we looked at a bit at a building and i just think it was the timing of god yep before you made any decisions that's right that would have been hard to undo that's right god was saying those are not decisions for you to make that's right and right. so I think, honestly, just I am realizing more and more in just how I flow in what I believe I have to be obedient to. Right. It's timing That's that right. is everything. That's right. It's it the is. timing. And, and when we are so busy that we can't be interrupted mm. to do the thing that God's asked us to do, we don't understand the knock-on effect of that. Like I, we were just talking before we press record about yep. another scenario where it affected my schedule to That's have right. to be there and go there. But you, I'm just so aware if it's the timing of God, then there's the grace of God That's right. for you to refigure what you thought was important to do what actually matters. Absolutely. And so I remember wow. the timing of that couple being there, the timing of the building that you were thinking about, just all of it. It's like God just interrupted and said, hey. I just need you at this intersection. That's right. To not just speed ahead with a green light. That's right. But take out that pause. That's right. So that I can help you with the right decision. Absolutely. And and you know what? Not everybody's obedient. And it's so I true. honor the obedience in you guys because that was a huge thing for it you was. to say, okay, we need to stop and pay attention. That's right. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's you're you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. We had no idea this was coming right we had no idea that our you said you i mean the word that god spoke to you was there is a change mm-hmm. in the assignment mm-hmm. ahead right and it's an assignment that we have embraced but charlotte it is assignment that is completely different <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
You're I'm, in a basement. I'm in a basement. Well, a fake one, but you're in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> this this uh this this whole thing was um the manifestation of a philosophy that the Lord gave me when I was 30 years old. Uh, uh open vision that he gave me about uh people trying to get to the top floor right. where where it seemed like the most influential uh, uh, Christian leaders were, mm-hmm. but they had all compromised to be up there mm-hmm. and that the real people mm-hmm. that were standing for God and standing right. for truth were actually in a basement. Right. <laughs> right. And he said, get as many people to the basement as you right. can. And I had no idea mm-hmm. that this would be the platform to make that invitation. Great things happen, happen in stables and everybody wants a stage. You know, think about the miracle of the stable, which was the equivalent of a basement and the miracle and and how many people do not want a stable, but everybody wants a stage. And so for me, I'm like, the more your life is like the stable, the more you're going to have the king's visit. Right? The more you're going to have that shepherd visitation, like like to me, the very things that people are chasing on a stage, an audience with the kings, you know, gifts laid at their feet, you know, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, you know, wow. like all that all happened in a stable. So some of the richest of richest encounters and the wealthiest of things you could ever have to your life. Yeah happen in basement dwelling all right so i i'm a i'm a wordsmith and and words just evoke uh like all types of metaphors and similes and double entendres and the whole nine and to have somebody that has the queen's english <laughs> i'm still acknowledging the queen i hope yeah, that's not I disrespect. Love the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i'm still acknowledging the queen right so so to have somebody that has this, the, the the queen's english is just very very refreshing because i'm a literal <laughs> person so when you when you said stable mm-hmm. i obviously i i pictured a stable but then i'm also thinking about stability uh-huh. and i'm all then i also the image that that was evoked the next for me was how many people have I seen fall off of a stage? Right. Mm-hmm. Fall off of one, yeah. have a stage collapse. Mm-hmm. The, the, it is the stage is not as stable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. As a stable. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, we are aspiring to some some people are aspiring to the flimsiest places. Instead of desiring the place that has foundation and strength and true stability. Mm-hmm. And so that is just, that ministers to me. And wanting all of the things yeah, that, that actually were brought to the manger right in the wrong place. That's exactly. <laughs> wanting the gold and yeah. wanting the frankincense, yeah. wanting the visitation <laughs> of all these people that are important. Yeah. And they're elevating themselves wow. thinking that the people that 
are attracted to that need them to elevate themselves but the actual people that that will become the kings to your life mm-hmm. and the and the ones that bring resources to your life yeah. they're not looking for that yeah. they're looking for something stable absolutely you that's know? absolutely correct you're not going to invest in something that's flimsy that's exactly you're going to invest right. in something that's stable that's exactly right <laughs> so that's why i think all the people that are investing in your basement dwelling and becoming dwellers like do it because this is a stable ministry oh thank this you this is a integrous ministry this is one that has wisdom and depth and i've watched that in your life friend for many years thank you um and so i i love that people are seeing that about you but you know you could be on stages trying to get people to support or you you could have started this from a stage mm. it would have ended up in a very different place my friend you're right but you started it just out of obedience yep. in your own home you know what I'm saying? Like yes. this this could have been a studio and you yeah. got an investor and you know, all of that could have been the thing that set this up. Yeah. But it didn't come out of that heart. Yeah, that's right. It came out of a stable heart. That's right. Which is very different. <sighs> Do y'all see why I love this one? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um all right, so uh give us a little background yeah. on you. Yeah. Just um I like I think a lot of times um in my experience I've we see when people, we only pay attention to people once they come on our radar. Right. And by the time most people come on the radar, yeah, they figured a whole bunch of stuff out. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> They're polished. They figured some stuff out. Right. They kind of locked into their purpose, but they don't see mm-hmm. the ascent. Mm-hmm to wind up registering on that radar. Right. So can you just give us some backstory to Charlotte coming up to where you are now well I don't know that where I am right now in the coming up to I still feel I'm like still just you know got my head down and like you know doing the things that I've done for years I I honestly I've been a local church girl all my life so um my parents had me as teenagers um my dad and uh got saved by his school teacher they had me at 16 and 17 you know these couple of kids in England with this baby on the way that they really didn't know what to do with (laughs) and so my whole story is one of God guiding from behind the scenes of people that didn't even acknowledge that he was you know their savior at that time and so I feel like the fingerprints of God have been in every detail and I'm so thankful for that um and so you know my parents got saved, was raised in the same church that I am still in. And so I turn 50 next month. And so, yeah, my whole life being in the same church. If that's not stable, I don't know what it is. Right, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and served in every capacity, you know, for years, you know, from the cleanup squad to the, you know, kids ministry, to the youth ministry, to yep. the, you know, all of it, the hosting team, all of it, ran the coffee shop, you know, and just... um was serving God and just loving the local church, small church in England, mm-hmm. and just several huge kind of interruptions of God that began to change and pivot my life in the direction that it's now ended up fully going. But still, I feel like I'm still doing the same things I was doing back there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm still serving the church. I'm still, you know, reading my Bible. I'm still <laughs> yeah. loving the people that, you know, are in my world. So at 14, there was a word brought over my life by somebody that was 
actually didn't even believe in women in ministry, which is hilarious that God used that person to kind of speak a word. But the word was really just about me opening the word and teaching millions of people and me having this influence and this authority. And 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 I was 14 and I remember wow. going home and thinking, what in the world was that about? Yeah, exactly. I was barely reading my Bible. <laughs> I was really not that interested. Um, and literally it kind of just arrested my attention. Yeah. And, and though I didn't, you know, the next morning I didn't wake up and change personality right i put it on the back burner but it was just it was always in my peripheral vision Mm. and so i was like i couldn't ignore it Mm. and god began to speak to me through the life of timothy you know what's that verse where it says don't let anyone look down on you because you're young which is where all the young people stop quoting the verse (laughs) right exactly that's not the actual full verse (laughs) right 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 because it says but do the work timothy of devoting yourself and that's why people won't look down on you. That's exactly right. And so I realized I just needed to get into a practice of devoting myself, figuring out, being curious. Yeah. You know, I think we've lost our curiosity mm. in the things of God. You know, like I think we just get in a seat on Sunday, have somebody feed us, and then that's it. Well, that's not curious. No, it's not. And so I was just curious. Okay, yeah. what about this God don't I know for myself? What about this word needs to come alive to me? What about his ways do I not understand? What about the way he thinks that I don't think like? You know, what is the out there for me? I yeah. just became curious. Yeah. And honestly, I've never lost that curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And so that led me to, you know, becoming aware that, you know, I could see things in the word and saw things in scripture. But there was no platform or opportunity for me to speak. Yeah. Um, and so that was the last thing on my mind. And so I began, and I'll, I'll tell you, I just agreed to do a small Bible study. I was by this time about 20 mm-hmm. and I agreed to do a small Bible study. Like we're talking like maybe 15 people, <laughs> you know, 20 people. And it was for the women. And um, it was announced that I was going to do it. Um, and I was shaking because I was so nervous. And three women in the room that were, elders wives um because we didn't have women that were in leadership Mm -hmm. in that way and Mm -hmm. so um so these three women stood up and audibly booed me out loud and said if you're teaching we're not coming and walked out the room (laughs) that was my introduction to ministry people (laughs) (laughs) yep how old were you again i was like 20 21 yep and they were like in their 50s and I was like, okay. This sounds like a skit. Right, exactly. They booed you? Yeah, like pantomime, like boo. <laughs> it's an English thing, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they were like, we're not coming. And literally walked out of the room. And I just was like, what in the world? If this is what it looks like to actually stand up and come out front, I'm really happy out back. <laughs> Girl, don't I know it? So, Story so of my life. I was like, you know what? I'm good back here. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm good serving where no one knows my name. I'm mm-hmm. good, you know, in these areas behind the scenes. I'm good behind the scenes. I'm, you know, and yeah. honestly, and so I never wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then when I said yes to it, I was very disappointed by the first response. <laughs> so when you say this incline, I'm like, yeah, it, it was like it was like a crawl, a painful crawl. It was a decline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah but then you know one of the crazy thing was um you know the second time so i did that and then i spoke in my own local church that was like a few hundred people okay let's slow down yeah. though because yeah. this is this is this is so good mm-hmm. 
I want to know. For I want to know two things. Mm-hmm. I want to know how twenty year old Charlotte mm-hmm. got through the rest of that message, mm-hmm. and then I want to know how twenty year old Charlotte made the decision mm-hmm. to do it again. Right. Well, for me, like. I think it was the best thing that could have happened to me, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, mm-hmm. because I was already questioning whether I should do it. Mm. Mm. And so I think if I'd have got a round of applause and everybody saying that was great, then their confirmation would have become my affirmation. And then I would be doing it based on that response. So the removal of any response that would make me feel like, man, that's why I'm doing this, meant I really had to decide, no, this is why I'm doing this. And so I had to get to a place where I realized I'm either doing this because I know I'm supposed to do it, or I'm doing this because other people are encouraging me to do it. And for me, that was removed straight away. (sighs) And now... With with what happened next, I understand why God sped up that process for me because the second time I ever spoke publicly, so I went from my own local church speaking on a platform on a Sunday, which by the way, when I did that, I threw up in the bathroom three times before I actually got up to speak. So I'll never forget washing, Palms are sweaty. washing my weak. hands. And like, I remember being in the restroom and this lady going, who's speaking today? And I'm like vomiting, like me. <laughs> when I finished throwing up, me, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Literally, these are not the stories you want to hear, folks, are they? This you want to? Fantastic! This is what we here like, for. This is the. This is who I am. I but, love yeah. it. So, I love- I'm the vomiting girl that gets booed when she stands up. So I'm glad you're all listening today. <laughs> Someone more professional will be here for the next episode. <laughs> oh, this is greatness. But this honestly, like literally, uh, but I. So that second time I spoke and I did the Sunday, the next thing that happened was I went from that to speaking in front of 60,000 people. I went from 350 people to 60,000 people. Figure that out. So I got invited to go speak at a large conference in Sydney, Hillsong Conference, way back. Like I'm like 20, I'm in my mid 20s now. And I thought it was a joke that I'd been asked, like I didn't think it was serious. And then I realized, oh, this is serious. And I'm like, I'm I'm freaking out because I'm looking at the program of the other speakers yeah. who are all household names. Yep. And I'm like, no one has a clue who I am. Right. Like I have no I have no experience of doing this. Right. I have no TV show. I have yeah. no podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. I have, you know, I have yeah. nothing that yep. I, you know, you could go, why are you here? Yeah, and so sure. I realized that that confidence that I'd had to find in those first moments was so important for this next moment because I feel like I feel like I got catapulted yep. into something. Yep. 
I don't feel like, you know, there was a gradual plan. I feel like it was like I was hidden and then I was not. Yep. It was kind of like a Goliath moment. Yep. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, was yeah, like, it was like, absolutely. I, I know I've been faithful on yeah. these backfields for years. Absolutely. But now I'm in front of everybody and this was not really my plan. I kind of came with bread and cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now there's this dude and like, <laughs> no one's dealing with it. So like, it's kind of how I felt like, like, okay. Yeah. And literally my sling and stone. Yeah, absolutely. Was all I had. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember on the airplane flying out <laughs> to Sydney and I remember the Holy Spirit saying I need you to right now get over any insecurity like right now I'm like I can deal with it that quickly <laughs> like like I know I know it's a long flight but like I would think it'd take a little longer than that <laughs> and I wow. literally felt the Holy Spirit say you can get over it right now wow and so I just had to go okay What's the word? This is this was my great wisdom, yeah, right? Yeah, of getting yeah. over my insecurity. <laughs> Ready for this? Uh, I thought to myself, "What's the worst thing that can happen? I bomb, yep. and they never invite me back." Yep. yep. I was like, "And there it is." Well, this is a long flight anyway. Right. <laughs> I don't really like airplanes that much. Right, <laughs> like, right. I'm really happy back home. Yeah, like, for sure. This is not. I'm not. I'm not basing my future on this opportunity. So Right. And that's right. what I think a lot of people do. Like, like some people that are listening right now, like you're waiting for the business deal or, you know, the contract or the relationship or the job or, and you're like, when I get that, it's going to define my future. That my friend cannot define your future because it will never fulfill the part of you that only God can fulfill. And opportunities come and opportunities go. And sometimes you do, you know, you hit the ball out of the park and other times you, you swing and you miss. Mm -hmm. And that's just life. Mm -hmm. So you can't allow the opportunity to have more importance than the giver, the giver of any, any platform, any stage, any job. And the one who is the giver of all things, the breath in your lungs, he is well able to get you where you need to go. And if you put too much investment in this one big thing, I'm telling you, you'll be disappointed. It'll never match what you want it to match. And so I guess for me on that plane, I was just like, okay, all I can do is do the best that I can do. <sighs> okay. <laughs> So, so um, this is going to be so good for some uh, young mm -hmm. people who right. have a calling right. and a burden in ministry because I, I have actually heard young mm -hmm. preachers who have a bucket list mm -hmm. of places they want to <laughs> preach. It's unfathomable to me mm -hmm. to even think in that way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's almost like I know I will have arrived when I'm at Hillsong, mm -hmm. at, uh, y you know, whatever conference, mm -hmm. you, you know, and you're just sitting there like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so... So if you don't think you've arrived until you get there, then I know what you think about here. Mm -hmm. You can't enjoy here. Mm -hmm. You're not even present here. 
you think here is a stepping stone right. to there. Right. That's a, that's a, this is so helpful. And, and all it will take, therefore, mm -hmm. is you not, you not getting your 10 out of 10 in that environment for you to be devastated. Mm. Like literally like, cause I, I actually think, <laughs> I think the enemy actually helps some of us, some people get there. I think he's like, you, you, you go ahead and get there. Because when you get there, you'll realize that when you get there, because this is what I think, the higher up you go, right? The more you have elevation in people's minds, the more you have validation. So the enemy is not really interested when you're down here. That's correct. Right? That's absolutely correct. He's interested when you are up here. Mm -hmm. So if you've made that your pinnacle, he, he may very well help you get there. Because he wanted he, to help Jesus get there. Exactly. Because he know because because in those people, if those things are not settled, then he knows when to unsettle. Right? So there's a bigger topple. That's exactly right. Because he's trying to kill as many birds mm -hmm. with one stone as he can. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, Oh, I see that thing in your heart, but you're only over five hundred people. Mm -hmm. I'll wait till you get to five thousand. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let it come out. So in in I've been studying okay. in geography. Okay. I know it sounds strange. And so if you're a geography teacher, don't write no emails because <laughs> I'm not pretending that I'm the expert. But <laughs> I was interested. I was talking about challenge, teaching about challenge. I'm writing a curriculum. So yeah. I was writing on challenge. I'm trying to teach people about challenge because I think so oftentimes we're caught out by those moments that yeah. actually we can already start to prepare for. Yep. And so I was looking in, geog in geography when landscapes change, you know, there's something called a hill slope, right? Which mm -hmm. is where you see a landslide and yeah. those things happen. Well, while I was studying the, the forces, that's a that's an external challenge, okay. which is caused by the exact weather conditions, the perfect storm being created. But it, but those that source is looking for forces to work with. And in geography, the terms are, it's looking for adversity, it's looking for an adversary, and then it's looking for amenability. What that means is the adversity is the storm. Yep. Right, but then it's looking for an adversary, which is the high up rock that's not quite attached, right? That it can begin to shake. Mm -hmm. And because it's got weight and because it's high up and it has elevation, if it can loosen that, it, it then has an adversary to help it get more traction. And then that rock begins to roll and it's looking for amenability, which is loose shale on the side of the rock that it can take with it. And then that changes the whole landscape of what was once a mountainside that now has had an avalanche or a rockfall and now it doesn't look the same. And I think so often that's how the enemy works. He looks for the perfect storm, which that's could correct. be your ego, that's correct. your pride, that's right. a platform, yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. Those things can be a storm too. Yeah, absolutely correct. Not just bad news. Absolutely. <laughs> like those are a perfect yes. storm too if absolutely. you're not in a place to that's handle right. them. Success can be a storm exactly. if you're not prepared for exactly. it. Absolutely correct. And then it looks for that high up stone, that high up person, that elevated, you know, gift or talent that's not fully attached yep. to secure, and um, you know, in its own 
personhood, you know, yep. the insecure. And then there's all that loose shale now yes. that you get to move because when you fall, all those people fall too. And so I was just thinking about that whole scenario as I was writing recently going, man, you know, what we see in nature, we see in the spiritual so often happen that this, this adversary, you know, that we allow the storm to loosen and then all this loose shale is the carnage of it. And we've yeah. seen it in the church. Yes, we've we seen have. it in leadership. We've we seen have. it. And I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, let's learn the lessons, people. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> let's let's not keep creating landslides in the kingdom. That's right. Because we were not ready to be that high up. That's right. Because we were not grounded in enough. That's exactly right. No, I mean the Oh, you talking you talk in beautiful pictures for my brain, like, because I can see all of this. And I'm, I'm thinking about just in my lifetime, and obviously I know you could say the same, I, I'm thinking about how many times I've seen the spiritual landscape mm -hmm. shift mm -hmm. because of the storms mm -hmm. that have broken out and because of the large influential figures who were not securely fastened to the rock the rock mm -hmm. right because the 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 altitude isn't the issue mm -hmm. the stability is yeah <laughs> right the connection is right and um man the amount of spiritual landslides that i've seen and the amount of spiritual landslides that i see coming mm -hmm. i mean i i i hope i'm wrong mm -hmm. but i'm looking at some stuff and i'm like that ain't gonna make it. Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? If a right. if a category five comes through here, right. this ain't gonna make it. You right. know what I mean? Some some of them is like if it if it rains too long. Right. <laughs> right. It doesn't even exactly. have to be a storm. Exactly. If it just if it rains for twelve hours, I don't think this is gonna make it. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's gonna have to drizzle up here. So it's that is a that's a, that's sobering. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm I I I have been I've been a believer in Jesus now for twenty seven and a half years. And I, I am, I get scared. Mm -hmm. Like I have a reverential mm -hmm. fear of God. <laughs> like, right. like I, I be thinking like, I, I don't see him as a mean stepfather up in heaven, but I do know daddy disciplines his children. Mm -hmm. And cause I think if you don't get discipline, that's actually worse than discipline. Mm -hmm. Cause then you're not even a, right. you're not even a son or a daughter. Right. You know what I mean? You, he's saying, if you get away with everything and he don't come spank you, that's the worst position to be right. in. Because that means you don't even belong to him right. if he's not going to correct you. Right. right? So, so there's a reverential fear that I have and it's so sobering. And I feel like that, that reverential fear is missing mm -hmm. from so many people once they reach a certain altitude. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we step into a place of assumption. Mm. Right. And I was just studying um, recently about David when he moved the ark. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he just is like, you know, he moves the ark because he's like, you know, now I'm king of all Israel. So I want to get the ark back, the right. presence, the power of God. Yeah. I want to move it back central to the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So good intention. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. That's a good thing to yeah. want to do. Yeah. So what does he do? He builds a cart and sticks the ark on the cart. And as they're moving the ark, a guy goes to steady it oh, and so. loses his life, right. right? And That's now right. David's angry. Yeah. Okay, well, the ark was put on a cart, which was not God's idea. He cop David copied that idea from the enemy. Yeah. 
because the enemy had the ark in their t- in their camp and wanted to get rid of it. Didn't know what to do with it, so they built a car and they shoved the ark on it and pushed it out of there. That's camp. correct. That's right. So David is is putting the power and the presence of God on a car like the world built. Ciao. And then Lord have mercy on my soul. And then somebody loses their life because they try to steady what should have never been on a car, but should have been carried. And when you don't understand what you're dealing with, we try to steady what should be carried. We put on carts, the ark, then we get mad at God because we assumed instead of inquired. Lord have mercy on my soul. Oh Jesus. And I think that's where we're at. I'm like, Listen, we got to move the ark, but we got to do it God's way. That's exactly right. We got to move back central, the power and the presence of God, but we got to do it God's way. You can't assume. You can't just do it on the cart because that's the last thing you saw someone else do. You know, the cart's cool and culture built a cart. And so let's just use what the culture's using to, you know, get the message out. And let's yeah. just copy the method of this person to yeah. get the message out. Yeah. And let's just get everybody involved. It's a party. Hey, this is great. Wow. And they were celebrating. They were, And David's heart was right yeah. in his intention, but his assumption that's right. was wrong. That's and. Right we can have good intentions, but wrong assumptions. And if he'd just inquired of God, he would have got where he got the second time around. Now he parked that ark for a while. Yes, he did. Because he was angry with God. That's exactly right. And he was upset at the outcome of what happened. And so he's mad and he's annoyed. And and so he parks the ark up. And I think a lot of people go through seasons where things don't work out because they assumed. That's right. Because they handled the ark incorrectly. That's right. And so they go through seasons and then they park the ark and they're mad at God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but if you'd humble yourself and get back to the place where you ask and inquire of God, then you can move it again. That's right. But this time you move it God's way. Yeah. I can listen to you talk all day. <laughs> like the revelation that the Lord gives you, like every single time I've ever heard you, no matter where we have been, oh, it just ministers to me so deeply. And so the the uh, once again, <laughs> I I am sobered by the fact that assumptions mm-hmm. will not get you what you want. Mm-hmm. inquiries will mm-hmm. but inquiries take humility mm-hmm. it, it it presupposes I don't know what to do and when we are in kingly positions mm-hmm. we assume that our thoughts mm-hmm. are God's thoughts Right. well if it came to my mind it has to be in God's mind mm-hmm. because I'm the king. Mm-hmm. I'm the lead pastor. I'm the prophet to the nations. I'm the apostle of apostles. Everybody's at my conference. So the next thing I'm going to say has to be from the Lord. And if it's assumed and not inquired, right. one of the things that I've, I've uh, tried to teach my disciples and my mentees is um, you want to pray down a blueprint mm-hmm. and not run from another person's playbook. Blueprints and playbooks are two different things. Totally. 
and you can copy and paste and you might see some success. And here, here's the thing, because uh, I'm seeing this cart, right? Well, if the cart's moving, guess what we're going to call it? A move of God. Right. Right. Look at this move of God. That's not taking consideration. That's not the way he wants it to right. move. That's not the way I've ever asked. That's not the way I've ever planned for my, my right. presence to move. Right. It was never supposed to move on a cart. It was supposed to move being carried by a certain group yeah. of people mm -hmm. that I chose to carry it. Mm -hmm. Not just anybody That's can right. even carry it. That's right. So if it toppled over, don't you all run over there and pick, because everybody about to die. Right. Because I chose some people to do the carrying, right? So, but we call any move of God a move right. of God, and we don't even investigate, is this propped up on a cart? Mm-hmm. Is it being held up on stilts? <laughs> is is Are we using cables to do it? Or is it actually being carried mm -hmm. by the chosen people who have been called to carry a move of God? The stewardship of a move of God is by the people he chooses. Exactly. And that's where we get it messed up because it's like, you know, we've already chosen ourselves. <laughs> Well, like I, I we choose volunteer. me. I choose me. <laughs> here I am, Lord. I'm going. I choose not, me. I'm not not send me. Not here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. I'll be over there in a minute. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's scary. And one of the things you know about the ark, because I've been living here for a little while, mm. is when you moved the ark, that was not an empty vessel. There were three things in the ark. That's correct. So you were moving central the three things that were in it. And the three things that were in it was the mantle yep. of leadership, yep. the miracle, because manna was yep. in there. That's right. And then the mandate, which was the law. <sighs> so mantle, miracle, and mandate. I mean, <sighs> I could get my preach on right now. <laughs> you are, are, that started the moment you said hi to everybody. So please continue. We love this energy. But, I, you know, like, let's just, focus just on the mantle part. You know, it had the staff of Aaron in there. That's right. Because God wanted them to remember. That's right. In a time when everybody was trying to pick their own leader. That's right. That's right. No, I choose. That's exactly right. And where I choose, I anoint. That's exactly right. And not only did Aaron's staff, you know, have buds on it, That's but right. it had, had full-grown fruit, grown fruit right. on it. That's exactly right. And so God wanted them to remember, That's right. hey, my ark, my yeah. power, my presence, yeah. but also my mantle, my authority, my anointing yes. is how I get things done. Yes. And I think we, wow. I think we've just lost sight, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to say something. Say um, it. I'd, honestly, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that that was anointed. <laughs> I know you say it is, and I know we all are, but like the anointing, it rests differently. It sounds different. Yes. It's heavy. Yes. It is saturated. Yes. It is clearly not that person's words, but God's words through that person. Absolutely. It is, it is clearly something that they couldn't have cooked up or dreamt up. That's on. Right. You just know the difference. Yes, absolutely. Like when you're around it, you just know the difference. Yes. And I'm just, I'm just hungry yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. To be leading. Yeah. yeah and for yeah, yeah. that to be carrying. Yeah. And for that to be our posture yeah. in whatever we're doing. Yeah. Because that's what the world are looking for. Yeah, absolutely. They don't need celebrity. They don't no. need popularity. They no. don't need you to be cool. Yeah, 
they're right. already cool. That's exactly right. Like, That's you know, exactly they're cooler right. than us. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, cool. yeah. You know, they got yeah, that down. They got it. They got you it. You know, like, they don't so have if this that, was a con- Exactly. Right. But anointing. Yeah, that's right. When that drops in a room, yep, when that opens its mouth, absolutely. when that says, this is what I believe, yes. like you can't manufacture that. That's right. The world can't copy that. That's right. And if we just get that back, yes. man, I think there would just be a weight yes. and a presence that we could carry yes. instead of put it on a cart yes. and it would be on the right shoulders. I'm yes. tired of seeing some things on the wrong shoulders. <sighs> I'm like, I don't know that you're supposed to have that on your shoulders or assume. I fear for you assuming <laughs> that you should be the one that, you know, has that on your shoulders because that's not going to be good to you in the way that you think it's going to be good to you. Like, you got to get the right, you know, he gave some five talents, some right. four, some that's three. Right. So why are we all fighting for five? Yeah, absolutely. Like, just be a great steward of the yeah. thing that he gave you. Yeah, that absolutely. is the authority. That is. And that is the anointing. That it's is. there. That's exactly it's on right. the one if he that's, gave you one. That's exactly right. It's not on right. the borrowed four. <laughs> <laughs> so I, did, I just think, yeah, we got to get back some of those things that were in the ark. I think we got to get them back central in the church. And um, uh, would you be opposed to talking about the other two? No. Thank you, please. Yeah, please, I mean, please, the, please, he, please. he said to them, put the manner in there, right? Yeah. To remind, oh, yeah, let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go there. Because the manna uh-huh. was the fresh miracle. Mm. You kept manna, mm-hmm. you were in trouble. That's that's exactly right. Because he ain't going to do uh, stale. Uh-uh. And I, we need to get back to that place where it's fresh. This is fresh revelation. It's a fresh word because he's always speaking. Always. Like, why are we regurgitating things when God is like, no, I have new mercy, new grace. I have revelation for you. I have truth for you. I have things for you to see and hear and things for you to speak. And we have got stuck on repeating what we've heard or regurgitating what we think will get us likes. And the manna was fresh. Yes, it was. And he's like, remind them that every single day I was sending fresh miracles. And I just think we got to get manna back. We got to get fresh back. All right. So this this resonates with me deeply because um, uh, so my friend uh, Preston is he's like, I just call him my twin brother. He's like my <laughs> twin brother. So Preston uh shared with me years ago like uh i think he got it from uh pastor robert morris mm-hmm. and he, he told him like i asked the lord for a spiritual gift on my spiritual birthday and i'm you know i had never heard of that before i'm like it's kind of corny i don't know if i'm gonna i don't even know if that if, if does the lord do that kind of stuff you know so uh, after years of hearing about it i think a couple of years ago i asked him for a spiritual gift and um back in 2021 which i have a note for um, he said that uh, it was it was influence. He said, "I'm giving you influence," mm. and obviously that has turned mm-hmm. out to be the case, right? Right. Um, well, this year, 2023, because my spiritual birthday is January 14th, so on January 14th uh, at 11:03 a.m., I'm in my devotion time, and I'm not at, I'm not praying for like a spiritual gift. I know it's my spiritual birthday, but I'm not like. Lord, would you give me another spiritual gift? The Holy Spirit interrupts my devotion time and says, you want to know what your spiritual gift is? Because I got you one. And I'm like, what is it? And I, and I wrote it down. 
revelation. Mm -hmm. More revelation in my word, from my word, than at any other time in your life. You will see things you've never seen and hear things you've never heard. And my word will back it all up. Mm -hmm. And I started bawling. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I had won the lottery. Right. After 27 years of preaching from this book. Right. For him to say, I'm going to show you things you've Mm -hmm. never seen before. Right. I was like, I'm about to be the richest man in the world. Right. right? Bezos has nothing on me. Bill Gates has nothing. It was was such an, I felt like it was an extravagant extravagant gift. And do you know, this whole year, Uh when I've been assigned to go preach somewhere, he's given me something. Mm -hmm. Baby, you can testify. I've never preached that stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff that he's given me this year, I've never even touched it. It wasn't like he gave me a new angle on, I had never even touched preached it before right. and it's been so beautiful i'm exactly the same yeah, i feel it fresh like manna. what i just shared there yeah it's like what i wrote like two weeks ago right exactly in my journal and then you know literally is spoken once publicly wow, wow. because i feel exactly the same I, you know we can't talk about fresh man if we're not living it right That's right but the thing is i think you know if you think back to the um example of the manor you know they began to hard it because fear creeps in well what if i don't have enough and maybe i should hold on what if he doesn't show up tomorrow you know maybe this is as good as it gets and it's living in that place where you're constantly dependent right on him delivering and that's the scary part when you do what we do that's right and you that's have to exactly show, right and you're like oh, i have to go speak and yes. i'm like people are like so what are you speaking i'm like i don't know yet i don't know yet <laughs> I'll know, I but, want your notes in by Thursday. Uh, yeah, I won't have uh, yeah. this word until I get on the plane Friday. I'm so sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Your tech team is about to be screwed. Right. I, right. There's nothing I can do right. for you. Right. Yeah. And so I think living in that place just puts you in that awareness of it's not that fresh manna wasn't available. It's yeah. just that we didn't have a need for it because we'd stored manna for for months. And we're like, I, oh no, I collected enough for the, you know, I, I'm still living off the manor that I got, you know, seven months ago. All right. So I'm about to say something that <laughs> is strongly implied here, <laughs> but at least I'll say it in Charlotte didn't. Okay. <laughs> it, I'm scared. It sounds like based on what you just said, sister, that uh, we have a lot of sermons with worms coming out of them. Well, I think, I think this truth, right, this Here's what I will say. There's there's messages that are like anchor messages. Oh, absolutely. Right? And For you're sure. like, that needs to be heard. Oh, absolutely. And and those ones you're like, that is yeah. a, a revelation. Yep. If you said it 10 times exactly. in a row, there's still oil on it. Right. Yeah. 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 I think what has worms in it is when it wasn't even the manner that you received. Right? You, you're, you're eating someone, you've collected someone else's manner. And you start it in your pantry, which means it's not a revelation you ever had for yourself. And and the seasons where we have to, where we live that way and where we'll, we all learn from others. But if you want to be someone that's living in that place afresh, you have to believe that God doesn't just speak to them. He speaks to you too. Like there's enough manna for everybody. Ciao. <laughs> Lord have mercy on my soul. And I just say, I, I'm, ex- I, I'm loving this season. Like, you know, I know I have a prophetic part of me, yeah. but I'm embracing it more and more. Yeah. I'm like leaning in, realizing God's speaking. Yes, he is. And he needs mouthpieces. That's right. And so as long as you're surrendered yeah. to him, yeah. then 
you know, and you're inquiring of him, yeah. then I, honestly, I've been in conversations recently. I'm just like, I feel like God, get out of the way. This is what I need to say to this person. Yeah. And you just realize it's not hard. That's right. I think we've made it so that it's hard. It's not hard. You just have to have the commitment. That's right. You know, going back to that point of curiosity. Yes. It's just being willing to keep seeking and yeah. go look for it and search for it. And, you know, I was in Rome recently and you know, you walk past, you know, the gift shop, mm -hmm. but at the other side of the gift shop, there's a digging site and you realize you can either be a tourist and go pick up a gift that's the manufactured replica, or you can go dig, right? And find some treasure. <laughs> and I'm like, we become tourists Ooh! in the kingdom instead of excavators. And so I think, you know, it's just a decision. Do I want to dig or do I want to go to the gift shop? <sighs> <laughs> it's not like we don't have anything to say when we get together <laughs> well let, let me tell let me tell you what's crazy and this is true anytime charlotte and i are together and yeah. there's downtime yeah this is what it sounds like <laughs> yeah. it's literally just <laughs> racquetball and playing yeah. tennis with each other right. and i'm like ooh, 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 yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. that's right <sighs> yeah it's good uh Tourism is for the person that just wants to prove they were there. Mm -hmm. The excavator mm -hmm. is the one that wants to prove this is real. The tourist wants to get something to show that we're there. But the excavator wants to find what is there, right? They're like, I'm going to discover what is here. That's right. That's right. Which is different than picking something up from the shop that oh, says absolutely. I was here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Well, there's, a lot in, there's a lot of things in ministry that you see and you're like, you should just get a t-shirt that says I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I was here is different than I, d I that, dug this that's exactly up from right. down there. That's exactly right. Like that's I know exactly where right. this came from. Yes, absolutely. I have the soil under that, my fingers. That's right, that's like right. My back's aching. I, yes. I, I dug for this. Yes. I, I found this. Yes. And then you have an authority about it because you found it. And so, yeah. That's the, that's the um, uh, I get passionate as you're talking about this because uh, th this is where my unwavering faith in Jesus Christ comes mm -hmm. from. I had an experience with mm -hmm. him that cannot be taken away. Right. Not a trinket. Right. From a youth conference. Right. Right. Like mm -hmm. I won the iPad. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with all the things that we do f for yeah. teenagers and young adults or, or, or right. and, and anything. But I'm saying like, I wouldn't be 27 years into this. Mm-hmm. Still with a conviction and a passion and desire and a fervency and 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 an, an urgency. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't digging, right? And and I think if anyone's listening, that's like a young leader. I just want to encourage you to to learn the skill. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing better. Yeah. 
than digging yeah. and getting that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I found something. Yeah, absolutely like, correct. Like, there's nothing greater than yeah. that realizing, man, I just found something in the word. And if God has placed you in a in a position where you get to influence the gen- next generation, you get to speak into young people, like you owe it to them. That's right. To give them something that you dug and you found because it sounds different. Yes. It looks different. It feels different. And sometimes we're embarrassed because what you find in an excavation site it doesn't look as shiny yep. as what you find in the gift shop. That's right. That's exactly right. Right. That's it, exactly it, right. It almost looks like this is more valuable oh, from absolutely. the gift shop yep. than this that was underneath all that dirt. That's right. That's and right. And so you've got to see the value in the time and the effort it takes. Otherwise, you'll quickly be put off and just right. go via the gift shop right because it's just easier and it's more accessible and it's easier to download that other person's truth and it's easier to copy that style and it's just easier to do it this way because i'll get likes and i'll get followers like like people say to me all the time you know your instagram account you could get so many more followers i'm like i haven't got time Like, like great awesome but i'm yeah. down here digging yeah i just i'd rather be digging than and i have no problem with all of that but i'm saying if that's your aim yeah then you know you'll when is it enough yeah that's exactly those right. things just don't satisfy yeah. but when you dig there's just something you're like man no one can steal that from me yeah excavators don't have time for pictures nope Mm-mm. like there's nobody digging like this <laughs> Hey, just digging, <laughs> just over here digging. Hey, get the, hey, take my phone and record me digging. No, I'm too busy digging to be thinking about capturing proof that I'm digging, right? I'll come back when I have the artifact in my hand, right. not when I have the picture in my phone. Right. So, oh. And that's why people are tuning in to your podcast mm. because they know the sound of a digger. You know, when you're, when you're taught, that's why it's, it's blessed and it's growing the way it is. I believe because people are like, oh, this is actually, I can tell this has been dug up. I can tell this has been, this is not something that's like flash or, or cheap or, you know, I've seen it before. You know, I think that the authenticity of what's happened through the basement is that, you know, and even the basement, I mean, it's it's down low, it's digging, you know? That's exactly right. We are down. (laughs) Right, right. You have to dig down to put a basement in. That's exactly right. So, you know, you're going underground to even get the thing established. (sighs) And so I think that's one of the things that I've loved about seeing you in this season is that people are, listening to this that wouldn't be in a conference and wouldn't be in an auditorium and wouldn't right. be in a church building that's right but what they're hearing they're drawn to because it's different than the yeah. gift shop that's exactly right that's exactly right there are no trinkets down here Mm-mm. that is for sure <laughs> gosh okay oh my gosh this is so refreshing <laughs> i just feel like i'm skipping through like a lush uh, i'm i'm getting i'm getting sound of music vibes right now that's how i feel right now <laughs> the hills are alive, alive. Oh, with the sound, sound of music oh. <laughs> that's usually what juliet said oh. with songs we have sung for a thousand years my heart will be blessed oh yeah he with knows the sound it all. of music <laughs> And I'll sing again. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, you were responsible, God using you, <laughs> you were responsible for a 
a pivot in our life and our ministry. Um, but you were pivoting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. At around the same time right. that I was right. pivoting. Right. And, you know, for me, I'm still in that, you know, pivot. So, you know, I think I think where where we started was I was trying to explain my story of where where I came from and we got <laughs> diverted by many different great diversions. So I think you know, but coming back to that journey of being in the same church all my life, you know, my husband's from America, yep, um, and we've been together. We've been my twenty eight years, thirty one years together. Um, so yeah, a lot of digging, yep. a lot of you uh-huh. know foundations there. Yep daughter's 20 now my son's 17 so we're just in that season of life but for a long time after I began speaking I'm realizing okay this was something that God was asking of me Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I was asking for Mm -hmm. then I felt the permission to be obedient to the call and navigate that and and God spoke to me very early on and before I was married to my husband from America Mm -hmm. that I'd have feet in two nations, mm. America and England. Mm. And mm. so I never I never wrestled with this pull that was to this side of the ocean. When I lived at the other side of the ocean, I just was like, well, if God said it, then there'll be a grace on it. Right. And so all of that to say, I've done that journey a long time, local church, you know, building. But I realized that in the season that I was in, that God was asking me to stay true to one of the parts of my call. If I was to go back to my story that God made really clear when I began in ministry was from the story of when Moses was on the hillside and Aaron and her were sent with him and they held up his arms. And I felt God say, your role in ministry for the rest of your life is to be an Aaron and a her to those that need their arms lifting and whether that's in the word whether that's in serving whether that's behind the scenes like that's your role and I was like well that's not very glamorous you know standing holding smelly armpit (laughs) it like you know downwind I'm pretty sure they didn't have deodorant back then I was like exactly I was like do I get to be Joshua on the front lines you know getting all of the glory for this battle which actually is not winning unless Moses is doing what he needs to do that's exactly right and I felt God say no many people don't want this role but it's it's crucial in the kingdom so to back up to where I am now, you know, that's always been what I've done through the local church. But I realized more and more that God was asking me in this next season to become that support in a way that I wasn't able to do in the job that I was in. Correct. So as a local pastor, you know, you can do the role of a local pastor, but my life was much more global than local. And so I had this tension all the time and I felt a grace for that tension. And then all of a sudden I felt God saying, now there's a shift. I need you to let this go so you can fully pick this up because I I feel like the timing of God is there's never been a time when there's been more need for that alongside support to make certain things don't fall. Yeah, for sure. Some battles don't get lost. Absolutely correct. And so... Um, God had opened up, and because I'm a relational girl, I'd yep. worked with the same people for years and years and years. And so I was able to step into the place where I could help in the church and come alongside the staff and come alongside the team. And then and then I felt God give me this idea of like mentoring, which I'd always said yep. I would never do. Mm. So people had asked me, you know, would you ever mentor me? Would you ever do anything to help, you know, train? And my answer was always absolutely not. Because mm. to me, a mentor is like Yoda. Mm. Like, and I am not green. I don't have big ears. <laughs> 
and I'm not that wise. And, and you're not short. <laughs> exactly. I like, I, I, I just was like, I don't think it's a fit. And I don't know, you know, I just, uh, it was no, which I think honestly was the God thing. God shut that door yep. that I would just say no. Yeah. And not be distracted when yep. I needed to be doing the digging I was doing. Yeah. And if I'm honest, I didn't have anything I think that was worth saying until it was fully developed. Yeah. Yeah. That's like good. I needed yeah, to yeah, dig yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, before for sure. I started saying, yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. you that yeah. I needed to be with my husband for 31 years. Yeah. I need to raise kids to yes. their twenties. Yes. I need to have been in the church serving all my life, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to yeah. have some authority in those areas, exactly you know? Right. And so, um, so yeah, I've, I, I literally went to my husband and I said, I know this is crazy, but I need to have my notice in. And I need to quit what I've done all my life. And he's like, to do what? And I was like, I don't know. I just know I need to quit. And so literally I handed my notice in, came out of my job of full-time pastoring. And my husband's amazing because he knows if I've heard from God, then it's going to be good. Right. And I literally in my very, um, this is the funny thing because people, if people see you on a platform or with any profile, they presume. Yep. Oh, oh, well, you must have this and you must have that. They right. presume Th that we're in some big studio today right. with like, you know, thousands and thousands of, you know, yep. pounds worth of equipment, which yeah. there probably is, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. they think it's umped, you know, yeah, 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 you're in sure. Sony studios. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You've got a producer yeah, and a yeah, yeah, yeah. bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, <laughs> it's people very true. presume. And a private crazy. jet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I stepped out of what I'd done all my life to nothing yeah like you know like yes i know so like so i was like you know no salary no nothing and yeah and i you know i'd not i didn't have an independent ministry all those years i had i was building the church right. so i didn't have partners right. or anything right so i literally went on instagram with my few followers mm -hmm. and was like hey <laughs> so i'm thinking of doing some mentoring and i don't know if anyone's interested <laughs> but hey if you are just give me a shout out <laughs> literally that was it that was my great professional launch of my mentoring oh that i called God. the collective yeah. and literally within 24 hours all these hundreds of applications came in wow and i realized man there's a void yeah there is a void where people feel they can get a real conversation yep. about real issues. Yep. And so I just began this journey that I'm only two years into yep. and just have watched how, you know, that's gone from the collective mentoring to the yep. collective now podcast. I have a podcast. You, you have a podcast? It? I know, literally, it's like four weeks old. Are you serious? Yeah, I know, I never mentioned anything. Look, this is why I'm the worst person to give anything to. I don't mark it. I have no t-shirts. I have no, I have no merch. I have nothing, nothing. Except obedience. Yeah, I think me and my husband have listened to it. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's hilarious. You all left a review for yourself. Yeah, somebody I think we do did a review good. quick. Somebody give it some stars. I think that's what you're supposed to do. I give no it some stars. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm just terrible. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm a marketing disaster. It is. But, but the content's good. I, I bet it is. I know it is. Absolutely. So yeah, and then that led to, um, like this is all in 18 months. So, wow. but, but the people 
who I'm like the podcast people. I don't know the people. <laughs> the people out there came to me and were like, hey, would you think about doing this? I didn't go search for it. Yeah, for sure. The people found me on my Instagram and were like, would you mentor me? And so I was like, started the collective. Yeah. Then I, you know, then a university, SEU University reached out and said, hey, would you write curriculum, the collective curriculum for the university? So I'm in my third module of accredited curriculum writing. Like crazy stuff like that that's just began to happen. So I'm just following the lead okay so th this is <laughs> this is this is this is glorious because um i won't mention any names okay but i know that currently there are thousands of pastors i know this for a fact thousands of pastors that know they need to pivot and their issue is, and they know they, they need to do it now. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is not a 36-month mm -hmm. plan. Right. This is not a once I get everything set up. And their issue is they don't know where they're going to sit. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's the, so the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation about transition mm -hmm. in my 20s. Mm -hmm. This is probably the only revelation I've ever received from the Holy Spirit that I was perturbed by mm. because I felt, why would you give me this at this age? No one's going to listen to me. Like, I think this is gold. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. There's no lead pastor that's going to listen right. to me. No one I'm, wants it in the gift shop. Yeah, no one wants it in the <laughs> gift shop, right? I was, I don't even know if I was digging for this. I think I was digging over there and something rolled and hit me right. in the shoulder and I turned around and was like, what is this? Right. But here was the revelation. And obviously it, it became the blueprint for my own transition. Mm -hmm. But the revelation was this, through Jesus's life and death on the cross, Jesus said a thing, then he did a thing. Mm -hmm. The thing he said was, it is finished. Mm -hmm. He never said, I am finished. Yep. In this transition that you made, right. this pivot, you didn't say, I'm right. finished. Right. I've been in the same church all my life. I've right. pastored, I've <laughs> preached, and I am now finished. First of all, mm -hmm. if Jesus says, I am, mm -hmm. whatever comes after that, becomes right so if he says i'm finished right the whole world flattens on itself right, right? like mm -hmm. all of creation just goes pack it up mm -hmm. we don't know what this is but he just said we're finished sun stops earth stops moon stops right. stars stop everything stops right because everything's being upheld by the power of his word right, right. all right i don't want to get off into that because that, that makes <laughs> me too happy I, i'll start boasting in the lord right so so he says it is finished then scripture says he gave up the ghost mm-hmm and the way I've communicated this to lead pastors is you have to say it is finished. Then you have to give up the post. Right. Jesus said, no man can take my life. I lay it down mm -hmm. outside of illegality and immorality. Who's going to tell the lead pastor when, the, when their right. time's up. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to say it is finished. And mm -hmm. then you have to say, I'm giving up the post now or I'm giving up the ghost. Right. Right. But here's the thing. They don't, they don't understand the power of Hebrews 12. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised its shame. Well, the joy wasn't the cross. He was on the cross. What was the joy that was set before him? Sitting at the right hand of his father, mm -hmm. right? I'm looking towards that. Right. I got to go through this, but I'm right. looking towards that. And I think a lot of times the, what paralyzes leaders from pivoting is the fact that I don't know where I'm going to sit. And they want to know before 
they give up the post. Which brings us all the way back to Mana. Right? Right. Because if he provided Mana then, he can provide Mana tomorrow. Ooh. And you have to go out and collect the manna. And so I, I can't sit here going, he's the God of the miracle. He's the God of the fresh manna. If everything about me is scared to believe for that. Like, like if you've still got breath in your lungs, then there's fresh manna for you. Absolutely. But, but there's nothing worse than staying in the wrong seat because then it becomes stale. And this is why, you know, because when people are in ministry and they should not be in that seat anymore, the teaching's stale, the direction's stale, it feels stale, it smells stale because because it's not the fresh thing. That's right. And so, but you've got to make the move That's right. to go get the fresh thing. And for me, you know, the fear of missing God was way bigger in my mind right. than the security of staying. Absolutely. And so I'm yeah. like, he's he's either he's either faithful and he's the fresh man of God or he's not. Yeah, that's right. And so sometimes we preach a big game yep. and we live a small life. Mm. And if we're going to preach that he's all those things, right. we have to lead as if he is all those things. That's absolutely correct. And so for me, I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to lose my salary. Yeah. Well, he's either my resource or he's not. Well, I'm going to lose staff. Well, he's either going to send me help or he's not. Yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah. it might not work. Well, yeah. it might not work, but yeah. God still works. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, and so the security you know, I think for so many, especially, I think it's a male thing, mm -hmm. especially for men, because my husband's just gone through the same transition because mm -hmm. now we both are off staff. Mm -hmm. And for him, it was a lot harder and took a lot more conversation because I think for guys, a lot of it becomes our identity. Yeah. And it's, you know, well, I, I need the security for my family and yeah. to provide. And yep. this is what people know me for. And this is what I do. And, yeah. and so it gets all of that gets messed up in your head at yep. the same time. And we just got to be able to uncouple and realize, man, and, and this is the thing, you know, if you're following God, right, it, there's movement in that. That's exactly right. If I'm a follower yep. of Jesus, that's right. then it means I'm going somewhere. That's right. And the moment you are, are not willing to be following mm -hmm. is the moment you're in trouble. That's right. That's because right. you've now become the blockage. That's right. For everything behind that's you. That's right. So you're not just holding up your future, you're holding up the next person's future. And so for me, as 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 scary in some ways as it were, um, I was more fearful of staying stuck. Absolutely. I, I, I remember the Holy Spirit asking me a question, which uh, when he asked me a question, I always think it's cute because he knows I, does, I don't know the answer. <laughs> like, why would you ask me a question, right? You're the one that leads me into all truth. So he goes, he says, uh, Tim, do you know what would have happened to uh, Jesus' disciples uh, if he didn't leave? And I said, no. <laughs> he goes, he would have trapped apostles and disciples' bodies. Their next level of mm -hmm. leadership could not come out right. until he left. Because mm -hmm. with Jesus on the scene, who wants to hear Peter preach? Right. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. Yeah. I want to hear that the one. The main one. The yeah. main one, right? Yeah. And and so his leaving mm -hmm. unlocks mm -hmm. their next level of leadership. Right. He doesn't just step back. He leaves. Right. Like he leaves before Peter's trial sermon. Like he doesn't stick around. I want to see if the guy's good and if the people receive him. He's like, bye. Like he gets on a cloud and ascends into mm -hmm. heaven. <laughs> Peter doesn't preach his 
serving until after his rabbi is gone. Mm -hmm. 3,000 people give their life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen if Jesus is still right. there. Right. He has to get out of the way. And right. so that fear and that trepidation right. that, that, that they have, they have to believe God that you, you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give up this post. I'm going to stop hanging up here. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm, I'm hanging up here. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hanging in there as a pastor. I'm being loyal. I'm being committed. I'm hanging in there. I'm going to give up the post. Mm -hmm. And I believe you, you're going to have a, a place for me to sit down. Mm -hmm. From far away, Charlotte, people think that I left the church because mm -hmm. I have a successful podcast. Like, <laughs> oh, he, he has a podcast that blew up, and that's why he left the church. I'm like, oh, uh, let's do the timeline again. Right. The word was given in September right. of 21, and then God didn't tell me to start a podcast till May of 22. Right. It didn't launch until July. He told me December 31st of 22 was my last day in August. That's not enough empirical data to be like, this I podcast. The, I remember the phone call. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this podcast is going to work. I believe God's going to be in this thing. No, the Lord himself gave me instructions and I was mm -hmm. obedient. And then he, mm -hmm. I just, I also think it's not ironic that um, uh, you talked about the collection of manna and mm -hmm. what, what you, everything you're doing right now is called mm -hmm. the collective. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> like that is. is just poetic justice it at its finest that's yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. And, and and it has been the sweetest season you know and that's you know what i would say to anyone that's stuck right now i'm like you'll never realize how great it is yeah you know you'll never possess the promise that's while right. you keep circling the problem that's right like you've got to wow. at some point decide am i either i'm gonna go like what report are you gonna believe you're gonna <laughs> believe the report of the 10 yeah are you going to believe the report of the two? That's exactly right. But the 10 tells you you're a grasshopper. I'm like, so what? I'm a grasshopper. Yeah. God's bigger. You and, know we're what I'm Literally, and we're going. Literally, I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like a grasshopper, yeah. but that land's mine. That's exactly right. So I'm going to go possess it, yeah, grasshopper absolutely. and all. Yeah. You know? Because so, those grapes are big. Exactly. <laughs> I want those grapes. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, so many people want success mm -hmm. um, and then they get what they've deemed success mm -hmm. right so they get the salary or the job mm -hmm. or so now they've reached their level of where they feel yep okay this is me yep and i think we it's that constant willingness because i think what happens is we level off yep and it becomes comfortable yep and in some ways it becomes easy yep and so if i'm gonna move yep. i have to do all the work again yep because it is work. Yeah, it this is, was work. It's been work, work for me. This like, is work. You know, it's... it's yeah. to, we are not gotta, lazy people. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, honestly, some of it is, well, I've, I did my work. Wow. So I shouldn't... Other people work for me now. So I don't, I really don't know that I should have to work anymore. Wow. And And so maybe sometimes we stay where we are because I don't want the work of having to redig, you know, re-believe, trust, stretch you know, put myself out there. I, like, that's work. All right, so I'm going to say something. I want to submit to that person that has that mindset. I think you've fallen in love with the green room. Because mm -hmm. that green room, that green room can get a little bit comfy. Mm -hmm. Your little drink is already there. <laughs> Your favorite little snack is already there. <laughs> they 
brought you a little coffee. You, their little, your favorite food is there after you finish. And I think the thought of like. Nobody being there. <laughs> Make your own drink. My spiced pistachios <laughs> won't be in a crystal jar. My essential water won't be room temperature. My flat white won't be available to me from my favorite coffee shop. You mean to tell me I have to go buy it <laughs> out of my own money? Get out of the green room and get back to digging because there's more for you. I promise you there's more. Are you are you reaching more people? Yeah. Uh, and in in a this is what I've this is what's the sweet part for me. I am reaching the leaders I'm mentoring the leaders yeah. who are leading thousands of people Yeah. by helping keep that person healthy. That's exactly right. I feel I'm doing the best job I can to fulfill what God said I'm supposed to do, which is uphold the arms. Absolutely. So the, so that we don't lose the battle. Yeah. So I feel like I'm reaching more people, but I'm reaching more effectively yes. than I ever have because Instead of it just being scattering seed, yeah, I'm planting, yeah, in a way that is very deliberate, yeah, absolutely, um, into soil that I'm very, very aware of why I'm at that soil, yeah, absolutely, with that seed, yeah, absolutely, and so I feel like it's a different kind of mindset that I've that I've got into in this in this season, yeah. which has increased my effectiveness, yeah, absolutely, um, but maybe decreased in some areas what people think is success. But that decrease, I mean, I'm an introvert, so the green room to me brings me out in hives. But, um, but yeah, but the, but I get That's it. That's why when I find you, we just wind yeah, up sitting in the corner and talking really deep. We don't want to talk to nobody anyway. And we're like so intense with our exactly. eye contact that other people walk up and exactly. they're like, ooh, it looks like they're. Exactly. We did that very thing in Australia. Do you remember we were in Australia? Like, we were just like, like mm. don't move, sit here. I think it was you, me, and PC. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. We never like, moved. Nobody, and then yeah. everybody start coming to us. We're like, no, guys. Yeah, this, we yeah. didn't send an invite. This is a close. This is close meeting. That's exactly right. Why are you all bringing your chairs here? No, this was not the idea. No, it's, true. it's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. All yeah. right. So the student in me, mm-hmm. um, must know about the mandate. Like yes. I like the the the, the mantle. The three, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the student in me, the nerd in me, is like, I can't let you go until I get this third point. Well, to me, that's getting. I mean, to me, that was the law. That was the commands. That was the. It's getting back to okay. We either are building on the truth, correct, or a truth, correct. We got to get back to that. Yeah. We got to get back to okay. We're either building on God's word, yeah, or people's opinion, yeah. Like like you know, we still have a command. We still have. A word. Yeah. We still have clarity in yeah. a confused world. Yeah. We still have direction in a place where a lot of people are directionless. That's right. And I think instead of just feeding what is popular, we have to bring back central. No, this is the standard. There yes. is a standard. There is a There's standard. There's a standard for marriage. That's right. There's a standard for your social media life. That's exactly There's right. There's a standard for what happens behind closed doors. That's exactly right. There's a standard right. for how you raise your children. That's exactly There's right. There's a standard for how you use your mouth. That's right. You know? Yes. And so let's just talk about the things that, are the mandate that we're supposed to be living our life by. That's right. So I think it's getting back the power and the presence of God. I think it's getting back the anointed leadership that is carrying what they should be carrying and not carrying what they shouldn't be carrying. Mm -hmm. Because 
as much as there's a willingness for people to want to carry certain things that they're not ready to carry, we can also put too much on people's shoulders, right? Because because someone's anointed in an area, we can be like, well, then do this and then right. do this and then right. do this. And you have to know. Right. I'm not anointed to do that. That's exactly And right. I'm not anointed to do that. That's right. Like, like, like I can't just do it because you see an anointing in this area. Yep. I, and I'm like that. When people ask me to speak at stuff, I'm like, just because I spoke at that and God used me and anointed me doesn't mean that me speaking at that is going to be the same thing. <laughs> I need to pray whether I should be there or That's not. That's exactly right. And people don't understand yeah. that. Yeah, they're exactly. like, but you're a speaker. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm a carrier. That's and I have to carry what I carry to the place where I'm told to carry it. Right. That's exactly so, right. So I think it's getting that balance right, the freshness of the manner right, and then standing on the mandate of what we're called to live our lives by and the standard that we're called to live our lives by. It's like a little quick message in there. <laughs> this is such a cheat code. I promise you, it's such a cheat code. Can you elaborate on the collective? Yeah, sure. You're making me do my terrible marketing. Yes, yes, I will. yes. Yeah. I'm going to make you do your pitch. I we're gonna I, we're I gonna let you practice. One. I know it. <laughs> okay. I know you don't. That's why I just want you to talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, there's different aspects um, that they can find. You know, if they look at my name and go on the website. But the collective really is like you can do one on one mm -hmm. in a. It's like in a group of like twenty. Yep. And I do mentorship. Yep. Where it's, it's nothing I teach from a platform. Great. It's a conversation. Yep. It's not a video that I've recorded. Yep. It's me on the screen and we're hanging out and yep. we're talking and we're discussing. So, so like live Zoom? Live Zoom. Got it. Yeah. And Fantastic. then, so I do that. I do season one of that, which is kind of like for any leader in any area of life. Then that goes to a season two if they want to do season two of that. And then I even have done collective retreats, which for me, the introvert is like, that you know that's a miracle that is <laughs> that is a mandate from god you know that that's obedience that's why my right eyes there. got really yeah, wide yeah, I'm like yeah, what exactly <laughs> zoom so, is one thing yeah then right? it's like come meet me yeah exactly so <laughs> oh so yeah so that it's become all of those things and then i started something called 12 um because i realized not everybody could jump on at the collective level yep. and but still people want discipleship so yep. that's where i'm sending people twice a month videos every month wow. um of teaching yeah whatever god's showing me the fresh manner is that month yep. i'm sharing it and then the podcast came out of that so the podcast is me teaching leadership principles kind of like this kind of conversation but me just talking about yeah. areas of leadership dealing with disappointment failure different th different aspects yeah. so and that's brand new okay so so, so the collective how long is season how so long if you do is, a are your season, seasons yeah. um it's five months once a month okay and it's like two hours okay. once a month where yep. we hang and pray and talk and questions so it's a five-month commitment that's amazing um yeah and it's been actually the joy of my life yeah i like, met some incredible people heard some amazing testimonies of how it's just been the right thing at the right time and a lot of the people are right where we just talked they're in that place where they need to make a decision but sometimes in that moment where you feel like, you know, the tension you just talked about, you know, you need to pivot, you yeah. know, you need, you just need someone to help you along the way. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the collective does that. A lot of the content does that because it's coming out of my own journey yeah, for sure. of figuring that out. And yep. so I think, you know, for any that, uh, you know, I know you do mentoring as well, but yep. for any that are in that season, get some wisdom in yes. your life. Like there's a wisdom available. Find someone who carries, I always say this, find someone who when they speak, mm -hmm. whatever is in you starts to leap. Yep. Mm. Find that voice that makes what's in you leap. Doesn't make what 
what is in you feel ashamed or embarrassed yep. or like you have to conceal your pregnancy yep, yep, because yep, yep, I can't yep. be pregnant because I'm committed over here and this is not what I should be carrying because I should, you know, it's kind of out of sync with the timeline that, you know, me and Joseph had. And so I'm, I'm not sure I should be carrying this. So I need to wear clothes to cover. cover. That's what it feels like when something's growing in you. Yes, that's exactly Because there's right. a difference in leadership of what you choose yep. and what chooses you. Yep. What chooses you changes you. What you choose, you change. <laughs> I mean, we could be here all day, friend. <laughs> I need you to elaborate on that. I, and, and, and I want to tell you why. I made a statement that um, I found out later really hurt people's feelings. And that is, I choose my disciples. They don't get to choose me. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I've chosen you. <laughs> like, you did not choose me. Mm -hmm. But it landed on a generation mm -hmm. that has met so much rejection mm -hmm. that they couldn't even handle the statement because mm -hmm. it sounded like personal rejection of them. But if you get to choose me, you'll change me mm -hmm. to fit you. Mm -hmm. So please elaborate on this. This is profound. So this was one of the things that God revealed to me to help me in the decision that I was making to pivot. Um, and actually it's become a message that I taught recently to a whole, the younger generation, to try and explain to them what it actually looks like to have a God-led life, right? And so, you know, if you think about Mary, she wasn't looking for that assignment. Right. You know, she already had a plan. That's right. But then she was chosen. This, she was this chosen. chose her. And what chose her began to change her. Like her body began to change. Her cravings began to change. Like what she liked and what she didn't like began to change. What people thought about her began to change, not because she'd done anything, but but she had something, something chose, chose her, her. Child, Lord have mercy. and it starts to change her. It changes what she's thinking about because now she's carrying something that now she's thinking about that she wasn't thinking about before. Now she's it's changing her, and so now it's changing you know her plans. It's changing her diet. It's changing her clothing. Like everything is changing. So what chooses you begins to change you. And that's how you know the difference. Because when you choose something, you start changing it, right? So if I choose an area, say I choose to do an area of leadership that is my choosing. Well, I'm choosing, you know, what I'm changing, what I'm doing, what it looks like. I'm making all the choices because I'm choosing. But when it chooses you, it changes you in a way that begins to mess with you. So in the middle of this thing, choosing, choosing her, like, what does the kindness of God do? The kindness of God drops a little side note. Hey, side note, Elizabeth, something chose her too. Someone's going to understand you. Go to her. Because in the middle of what's choosing her, other people, because of what's choosing her, are unchoosing her. So now she feels misjudged misunderstood like she's embarrassing joseph 
So God just drops a little side note in because he's so kind. Hey, go see Elizabeth. So what chooses her changes her, but now what chooses her moves her. So now she has to physically move. No one else is understanding where she's going or what she's doing, but she just knows that God said, get to where Elizabeth is. And when she gets in the vicinity and in the proximity of Elizabeth, because Elizabeth also has been chosen and also is changing, what's in her begins to leap and what's in her begins to leap because now I'm around someone who gets me. They understand me. I don't have to explain why this happened or how this happened. Like, like they just understand something chose me and it's changing me. Like this was not my timing. This was not my plan. I can't explain it. I can't get rid of it. I can't, I can't try and make you feel better about it. I can't take it away. It's happening. And so she's there and she's, and, and Joseph's not there. And Elizabeth's husband's not there. He can't even speak because he couldn't understand what was going on. God made him mute. Yes, he did. And the timing of her being there is of the delivery of what was in Elizabeth. And the delivery of what was in Elizabeth was going to make a way for what was in Mary. I mean, God is forensic, friend. He is forensic. Like what chooses you changes you, what chooses you moves you, but here's what you cannot fail to understand at the same time. Because all of that will like, yes, but what chooses you doesn't belong to you. And that's where a lot of people make the mistake because she would never get to have Jesus around like other mothers had their boys around. That's right. And Elizabeth wouldn't, didn't even get to name this child, she didn't get to name Jesus. Like they didn't get to name it. It wasn't their name on it. So they couldn't label it. They couldn't own it. They were just carriers of it, deliverers of it, and then releases of it. And if we can live our life where we'll allow ourselves to be chosen and in the choosing we'll allow ourselves to be changed and in the choosing we'll allow ourselves to be moved and in the choosing we'll allow ourselves to release, then there's no reason whatsoever, my friend, why God won't keep choosing you, keep changing you, keep moving you, and keep getting things done through you. And that was the pivot for me. I didn't choose the collective, yep. it chose me. Yep. You didn't choose the basement, it chose you. And not everyone's going to understand it, and not everyone's going to cheer from it, and there'll be a whole other narrative out there like there has been for my life, or she's just left the church because she's bored, or she's offended, or, you know, there's all that, oh, she didn't want to do this anymore. Like, not my business, not my conversation. I can't explain to you, and I don't need to explain to you what's chosen me is changing me. And I have to exit this conversation and get around someone else that's pregnant because I need to talk about how we get this baby born. That's been your season. It's been my season. And in the kindness of God, he gave us each other's journeys in the same pivot moment. I didn't mean to make you cry, but you know, <laughs> it's where you're living, right? And it's hard to explain sometimes. And I just got tired of explaining and, and concealing my bump. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm tired of concealing what is in me. I'm, I'm tired of hiding what is growing inside of me. I have to be able to deliver it. Otherwise, I'm going to kill it. 
And that's where I got to with the prophetic thing in me. You know, prophet's not on at his own town. You know, like sometimes you just have to move. You have to get out of the way. You have to get to a place where you can get out what God's put in you. And so many of us want an applause and we want a baby shower. <laughs> and I realize there's no baby shower coming. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no hurrah, yay for you coming. Because you don't fit in those clothes anymore. And they're not going to buy you new clothes. <laughs> so what chose me changed me. And what chose me is moving me, literally moving me. And I know it doesn't belong to me. <laughs> oh i needed that baby i needed that break my wife said i taught charlotte all of these things <laughs> thank you that was i needed to hear all of that i needed to hear all that and i'm not gonna elaborate i just think i just need to receive it mm -hmm. you do friend you do so well, <laughs> last time I was with Charlotte in public, I didn't have a church, and now she's on the podcast, and Making you it's going to end with me crying. <laughs> <laughs> there's no more. Th there's no further questions I have, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know, it's like we just got to be real, and um. There's some really precious things that God's trying to birth in this season. And I'm just ruined for anything less. Yeah. And I think once you see it and you understand it, and that I want all of your basement dwellers to just stop choosing what you think you need and ask God, I want the thing that chooses me. Yeah. And then we'll all start birthing stuff that doesn't have our name on it. That's right. But it's clearly named of God. That's exactly right. Uh, and with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> she has been Charlotte Gamble and I have <laughs> been Tim Ross. Peace. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>